You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Yes, sir, people, you join us on uh, Pertinence uh, Punctuated and Alhamdulillah, Sumal, Alhamdulillah, Molana Salim Karim has made this a uh, slot really a uh, slot where everyone tunes in and uh, many call me and say, Shafaat, we really enjoy you and Morana Salim Karim. I tell you, he's an asset uh, to Islamic broadcasting. He's an asset to the Ummah. Morana, part two of, uh, yes, uh, we get into uh, marriage and miscarriage. Uh, Morana, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And tell us how you're doing this fine, uh, beautiful evening, Morana. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. All is well, and I hope everything is well on your side. Insha'Allah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us tawfiq, the deliberation that we are, insha'Allah, going to be presenting on part two of our discussion, continuing from last week, uh, marriage, stroke, miscarriage. Absolutely, Molana. And uh, as as we said last week, uh, you know, the question had come in and there's quite a few questions. And Alhamdulillah, really appreciate that from the listeners. Let's kick off with this question, uh, Molana. Anonymous says, uh, um, Anonymous sister says, ours was an arranged marriage. Ten years later, uh, no children, husband hinting for a second wife. Um, what if he is the problem? A good question indeed, Molana. Your response? Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, wa kafa wa salamun ala ibadihi al-ladhina astafa. Amma ba'du fa'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeebi bismillahir rahmanir raheem. Qala Allahu ta'ala fil Qur'anil majeedi wal Qur'anil hameed. Fa'atu harakakum anna shaytum. قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم تزوج الودود الولود أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم صدق الله مولانا اللذين شفاط بامي الله سبحانه وتعالى grant you and me tawfiq we bring to the fore the problems in society the thinking and you know the purpose of nikah is what is procreation. So Rasulullah Pak Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam advised us, if you want to marry somebody, especially you're looking for a wife or a spouse, from a man's perspective, two things Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam emphasized, the word wadud comes from love. A woman, a female who's full of love. She's got so much of compassion, kindness, sweetness, politeness. Her seams are bursting with love. Marry her. Not somebody who's stuck up. Somebody that's rude. Somebody that's aggressive. Someone who's a chatterbox. No. You've got to have style, Shafat Bhai. It must be hubi in a woman. And what's a good sign of a good woman? When you look at her, she's so modest. She will lower her gaze. She will just not talk to any Tom, Dick and Harry. She's always thinking good. You can see from her actions, her salah, her ibadat, her charity, her mehman nawazi. 
she does everything with great pleasure. Or jiski shadi jaldi ho jai. That woman also is very fortunate who gets married early. Great sawab. Fourthly, she loves her husband unconditionally. She just adores her husband for whatever he is. And fifthly, her hand is always busy doing something. So the purpose of Nikasipa, where I'm going to answer your question now, is procreation. And Rasulullah said two qualities that you should look for in a wife is that Alhamdulillah, she's, she's sweet. Jiski zuban shirin ho. Whose tongue is sweet. You can just see the beautiful words flowing. And, and she's sincere. And walud. Walud means she must be able to give birth to many a child. So, only Allah knows what when a child is being conceived, what qualities the child will have. That only Allah knows. Then Rabbul Alameen says in the Quran, Whoever Allah wishes, He grants them a daughter. So that couple is very lucky whose firstborn child is a girl. Mubarak Ho, she comes with her own rosy and rizq. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said, I love my daughters. Allah Pak blessed me with daughters. So Allah Pak says in the Quran, when it comes to children, If Allah wishes, he grants them a daughter. And whoever Allah wishes, he grants them a son. Allah Ta'ala gives them twins, a boy and a girl, or both boys or both girls. And in the end, Allah Pak says, And there are many sisters married for so many years, they cannot fall pregnant, they are barren. So here is a question that it's very important. Once is the medical side of things that is the man, Shafat Bhai, is he in good health? Because you can go to a urologist and do a test. Is the sperm count of the husband sufficient for fertilization or for the pregnancy to be conceived? Because Sometimes there's weakness on the side of the husband or there isn't sufficient sperm that can help to fertilize the egg. That's on one side you have to look at it. Then you have to look at the female's perspective. Is she fine? Her ovaries are fine. Is the womb fine? Is the uterus fine? Alhamdulillah, everything is clear on her side. Then the timing of conceiving, obviously, that's another important aspect that for fertilization to take place, there's a special period, gee, where the gynecologist will explain to the female that this is your fertile period. Try to be intimate in those times, inshallah, Aziz. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bless you with a child. And the other important thing, Shafat Bhai, since you're talking about, we are not doctors here and what you call urologists, from the little knowledge that we have, 
uh, if a child wants to be conserved, conceived, first made to art to Allah, eat the right food, drink a lot of kajur, eat a lot of kajur, drink a lot of milk, alhamdulillah. Subhanallah, there's almonds, there's so many nutritious things that helps to make, you know, everything fertile, everything fine, so that when there is, inshallah, intimacy, the child can be conceived. So what happens now that we normally we put the blame onto the woman that she's barren or she can't conceive. She's got many issues with her personal life. There's a lot of growth in the, in the ovaries. There's a blockage. There's uh, 101 uh, reasons why she or they are too stressed out. There's too much of grief. So many factors can lead where a person cannot fall pregnant. So it's important that a man also should know his capability, that his health, and from his side, everything is fine. If both sides are fine, Shafatwai, and still there is no child, then it is Allah's will. She, as Allah says, Allah makes some of the females barren, there is no child. You can try everything, all the different types, test tube babies and all, all the other factors that goes in, then that is questionable by the Muftiyani Kiram, whether that's a procedure, it is jais or not. I'm not going to comment on that. So you asked a question. So this is the response that I could say, that Allah Ta'ala, our dua to Allah is, Rabbi habli min as-salihin. Hazrat Ibrahim made dua to Allah. After 120 years of, of life, Allah granted him Hazrat Ismail. So many times you see a couple of why they married for five years, six years, seven years, ten years. Sometime after ten years, Allah Ta'ala blessed them with a child. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, you know, make lots of, make nikah, and so that on the day of Qiyamah, I could be honored as having the most followers of La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. So that's basically, in a nutshell, when it comes to falling pregnant, or whether the lady or the husband, alhamdulillah, are fine, everything is in order, then it's in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We should make dua, Rabbi habli min as-salihin, Rabbi la tadarni, and if the wife knows that after trying for so many years and there's no hope, then she has a right to say to her husband, I have no issues, inshallah, if you want to take a second wife, and inshallah, Allah Ta'ala bless you with children, I have no objections to that. We'll be one family. SubhanAllah, that is also possible. Yes, that's my take on this matter. Molana, the second question here says, uh, I'm a Ghar Jamai. Uh, I will be honest, I married for the money and I'm suffering the consequences. I get slapped at times, but uh, the money keeps me quiet. Is uh, this uh, my punishment for my bad intentions? Please note, uh, Molana, the wife is also very overweight too. Molana, your response? Allah, First of all, this Ghar Jamai thing, it's like a stigma. You know, when you tell somebody that you're staying with your in-laws and they are feeding you and clothing you and you're living and you are sponging off your wife and her parents, it's not a good thing for a man. Shafat Bhai, Allah gave you this tawfiq. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam 
was asked the question, okay, what is the duty of the husband? The duty of the husband is that whatever he eats, he must provide for his wife. Number two, whatever, however he dresses himself, he should dress his family, his wife. Number three, he should not mock her and hit her on her face. Number four, if she makes a mistake, don't keep reminding her of her mistakes. Look at the good qualities of your wife. This is what, now here the person with his own need is saying that I married her because of money. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, you marry a woman first for bizati deen. Look for deen, piety, akhlaq. And Rasulullah said, through the beautiful institute of marriage, Wallahi, if Allah wants to enrich you, do it through the medium of nikah. Allah Ta'ala has promised help to a person who's made near to get married. And in the Quran, Allah is emphasizing this point. If both the husband and wife to be a poor, Allah says, I will enrich them. So imagine Allah is going to be your help. Allah is assuring you that Allah will enrich you. Then why do you want to sponge? And what? so sometimes, as you do to others, the same thing will happen. Yes, there are circumstances a man has lost his house. There is no other way. There's nothing else for him. So the in-laws will suggest to come and stay with us. It will ease your burden. We must balance the scale. See, we just can't condemn people. See, sometimes there are different circumstances that we go through. There are certain harsh conditions that we go to. We have no other alternative but to come back and stay with my in-laws. In that way, it's a separate matter. But as the gentleman is saying that my need was for money and my wife, I, uh, alhamdulillah, was living off her money. So if your need is not correct, then there's no problem. This is what Islam is about, privacy. Give your wife the privacy. And if you want to solve all marital problems in our lives, then stay separately. And for Allah's sake, mother-in-laws and father-in-laws and sister-in-laws, do not interfere in your child's marriage. Both sides, in-laws. This is the problem. Let the young couple learn by their mistakes. They'll find each other. Inshallah, it takes time. But if we are going to remote control them, you must say this to your husband, you must say this to your wife, you must do this to her, and you must do that to her. Allah Ta'ala's lanat is on those who try to break the marriage of other people. And this is becoming prevalent in our society, Shafat Bhai. And I'm jealous about this couple. I will go and instigate make false accusations, create suspicions in the mind of the husband or the wife. And then shaitan is pleased when that home is broken. Thirdly, he said that his wife is fat. Allahu Akbar. You know, Allahu Akbar. You know, nazar apni apni. Nazar apni apni. Pasand apna apna. Shafat Bhai, what you may think is beautiful may not be beautiful for me. What you like, not necessarily I would like it. So if your wife was thin, slim and trim, alhamdulillah, it's an asset to you. 
is beautiful for you. Anti Nema, you are my, my beauty, you are my everything. You must understand women after giving birth, Shabbat, go through lots of changes in their hormones and their body. So appreciate the time when she was, MashaAllah, Miss Universe for you, or she was your princess. Everything was adorable, everything was admirable. Alhamdulillah. Now she's gone old, she's given birth to five children, four children. Generally, women pick up weights after they give birth. Some of them maintain their figure, alhamdulillah, some of them. And now there's extra responsibilities. So don't pick on her, don't mock her, help her. Inshallah, to lose weight, if she needs medication or needs, she needs help, she needs some exercising equipment, mashallah, bring it home, don't send them to the gyms. Please, for Allah's sake, gee, you go there and corrupt them, your mind, you correct, you corrupt your body, and your body is not for sale and it's not for viewing. Your body is for your husband and nobody else. So what are we trying to achieve? The very same exercises that you go there, gee, because it's about the image, I can wear that outward, I can have that uh, beautiful power aid uh, skipper or that headband or the wristband, and mashallah, smart tackies, tight-fitting jeans, not jeans, uh, what you call, uh, what's that? Uh, they use uh, to wear to show your image and body to go to Ghair Mahrams. Your whole body is parada. So, nevertheless, what I'm saying, Shafat Bhai, accept your wife for what she is. If she's fat, Alhamdulillah, make dua that Allah Ta'ala give her back her health, help her in Khair. Yes, it seems as if the gremlins are worrying us, but alhamdulillah, we'll try and sort it out here. Yeah, Molana. Uh, Ma, for that, Molana, we had some network problems. But uh, let's move on, Molana. There's another question here. It says, uh, my sister-in-law promised to give us her third baby since we were not having our own. After the baby was born, she refused because it was a boy. Please advise us, uh, Molana. Can we sue our sister-in-law for breaching her promise? Uh, this is a very serious question, Molana. Shafat Bhai, it, it is a very important question, and this happens in society, where one sister doesn't have any children, and the other sister, mashallah, she's got many, a child, and they feel that, never mind, we will give this child as born for adoption to my sister. It's an arrangement. Now, if for some reason or the other there's a change of heart and the sister doesn't want to give, because a child is a child, Shafat Bhai, a baby is the joy, a bundle of joy for the parents. So maybe when Allah blessed them with the child and because it's a boy, they must have thought otherwise that no, inshallah, we want, this is our child, it's our biological child, and I don't think I have the heart to give it to my sister. Right, so okay, she made the promise by breaking her promise. Obviously, she's gonna agar. But number two, you cannot sue your sister for that because there's no legal documents that's drawn up that you made this. And even if you made those documents like that, it's not jais, it's not permissible. Gee, it's just like a gift that you give somebody that I'm gifting this child to my sister or to my brother. And for some reason or the other, there's a change of heart. And naturally, it will. So it's okay, fine. She made a promise, she broke a promise, she's answerable to Allah for that. 
But now you can't go about and sue them to say that, you know what, you were supposed to give it to me. There's no documents. Yes, there was a verbal agreement, but that doesn't hold weight in the court. Gee. So overlook it. Never mind. Your sister, wish her uh, the best for it. Uh, you have an extended nephew, subhanAllah. And you keep making dua. One day Allah will open the doors, look elsewhere to an adoption agency. Inshallah, maybe there are some other children that are available. And maybe Allah Ta'ala will take khidmat from you. Don't be upset. Yes, it's only normal that you will feel like that. But it's her choice. So in my opinion, uh, you can't sue her. It's not the right thing to do. We still have to keep our family ties and respect each other. If it's wrong to make a promise and break your promise. That's definitely wrong. Jazak, for that, Molana. This question says, uh, I had my fourth uh, miscarriage in many years of marriage. Medical examinations that detect no problems, just some anxiety issues. But local alim says, Jadu is detected. Molana, please help. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. This is why I always say that read the Mu'awazatayn and recite the manzil every day after Maghrib and Isha in this time of fitna, facade, and jinn, jadu, whatever you want to call it. We need to ask Allah for protection. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Allahumma inna naj'aluka fi nuhurihim wa na'udhu bika min shururihim. As I said to you, there's two aspects. One is a medical side, which maybe the sister needs to see a gynecologist and see what is the reason for the miscarriages that are taking place. Yes, there are also shaitani asr that affects the fetus when the child is being formed in the womb. Gee, you have these jinnats, napak, jinnats, jadu, and sihr and evil that people want to harm people. They're jealous about the pregnancy. That is why it is better when you fall pregnant, do not make it known to anybody. Keep it a secret because it's a very big ni'mat from Allah. Al-aynu haqqun, Rasulullah said, nazar is haq. It can destroy and kill and destroy and cause lots of problems. See, whenever you find somebody who's affected with nazar, read this ayat of the Quran. This is in the 29th Sipara. Go to that surah after Surah Mulk, the second surah after that. You'll find the last ayat. Read that ayat over and over again. Make them in a glass of water and drink it. So yes, there are effects of shayateen. Sometimes Napaq Jinnat, who actually strangle the baby in the mother's womb, that the mother, alhamdulillah, right from day one, right till... A day before she's giving birth, there is a heartbeat, there's movement, she can feel the baby kicking. And then comes the last day of the delivery. And then panic sets in and the doctor says, we cannot feel the heartbeat. 
the baby is dead. Now, it worries you that how was this possible? Yes, there are some Amils Allah has gifted them. Some of them are fake. But we must place our trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because even if you miscarried, for every miscarriage that you suffer, Allah ta'ala asks the angels, okay, what did my bandi say? So they will say, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'oon. Allah Pak, they said, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'oon. Allah Pak says, build for them a palace in Jannah and name that palace Baytul Hamd. So yes, you'll be heartbroken that every time you're having a miscarriage. I know of so many sisters who had this problem. Eventually, they read the wazifas and du'as that Allah prescribed in the Quran and eventually Allah Ta'ala gave them a child. So, yes, there are some Amils who are out to make money to rip people and say this and do this and I can cure you and I can give you a child and I can do this and do that. Obviously, these are fake. That is in the hands of Allah, Rabbul Alameen. In Allah ala kulli shayin qadir because Allah Pak says in the Quran, Allah Pak says, I give whoever I want a son. So it is in the hands of Allah. Yes, Allah Ta'ala uses us, doctors, or whoever, amil, to give us talim and inshallah, dua bi karo, dawa bi karo, make dua, and also, alhamdulillah, seek medical help. So don't get too deep in this amils and all this taweez's issue. You got the best taweez in the world. And the best taweez in the world is Surah Fatiha seven times. Read the whole of Surah Fatiha. Make them in a glass of water and make a niyat and dua. Allah grant me a pious child. Surah Fatiha has got such power when it was being revealed. Thousands of malaikas descended. And this great fazilat, I won't have time now to explain, but a lot of women get carried away that somebody did jadu, somebody did this. You must also have yakin in Allah that the final provider and giver, Al-Musawwir, is Allah Ta'ala's beautiful quality. He is the sole provider of children. And may Allah Ta'ala make it easy. Amin, Amin. A lot of questions coming through. This one says, uh, My mom's uncle uh, dressed up as a garib when he attended my wedding. But at my cousin's wedding, he dressed up like a lani. Should I confront him? I'm very hurt, Molana. What he thinks of us? Molana? Inshallah, as long as you are happy with your nikah, don't worry about people. People will criticize you. They will not appreciate you. The important thing is that you and your husband are happy. But for this uncle now, who is now an actor, because obviously today this is what is happening. We are two-faced. We have a lot of hypocrisy. We look at face and we look at name. If it's a well-known personality, mashallah, we'll go out of our way. Even if we have to beg, borrow and steal, we'll go and get the best outfit. But if it's a simple marriage, first of all, we don't attend. We don't even acknowledge the walima. So this sister, I'm only saying to you, don't approach him. You keep up family ties, as Rasulullah said, Silman Qatar. Those who break ties with you and treat you unfairly, you mend ties with them. 
those who oppress you and look down upon you, make them off because Allah is going to give you the greatest of reward. And those who deprive you, you give to them. Never mind, they don't want to give you anything, what is rightfully due to you, you make sabr, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward you. Yes, it's sad that we have family members who behave in this manner. Treat all family members equal, be good, be kind, and inshallah, be productive. Give du'as to each other, and inshallah, Allah ta'ala will still give you a mubarak life in your marriage. Don't let these people upset you. Absolutely uh, brilliant. And, uh, you know, the questions are coming in. Uh, maybe let's make this the last one. And it says, uh, my wife told me to step up my game in earning money or she will have to make other plans. I find this obnoxious as the bills are paid for, meals are provided and the pets are fed. And we in our 60s. Is she deluded, uh, Molana? Absolutely, Shafat Bhai. This is so ungrateful. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, on the night of Miraj, visited Jannat and Jahannam. Hadrat Jibrail Islam took Rasulullah on a tour. And when they visited Jahannam, they found mostly women in there, being punished in different forms for different gunas that they commit in the world. So Rasulullah was really touched. This is my ummatis. These are the ladies of my ummat and this punishment. Oh, Jibrail, why are they doing this? Why are they being punished in this way? So it was mentioned because of two things. One, women have this weakness, this huge effect in them. When they get angry, when they get upset, and things don't go their way, they curse you. They curse the husband. They curse every person who comes in front of them. In that frenzy mood, they curse them. Rasulullah is identifying. And secondly, they will be ungrateful to their spouse. That husband who strives, who works so hard day and night. And one day when his wife asked him for something, he provided everything as the man is saying. I've done everything that is possible. But she's unhappy, she's ungrateful. So said that this is the weakness some of the women have. And for that, they are going to be punished in the akhirat. Number one is because they curse a lot. And number two, they are ungrateful to their husbands. So imagine your husband for 30, 40 years have been looking after you, spent every cent of his. And now when there's a recession in the, in the economy, people are being retrenched. People are spending less. There's no job. He's retrenched. Now you want to demand those things. The real test of a woman and a wife, Shafat Bai, comes when the day the husband has got no money. Will that wife support her husband, stand with him, shoulder to shoulder, cry with him, assist him, and say, never mind, whatever you are going through, Allah has made me your partner. Whatever I have, I'm prepared to help you, inshallah, to come out of this debt and whatever you're going through. That's a true, sincere, dedicated wife. So maybe this sister, we can't have uh, what you call shuck on anybody, 
But if she is looking at how other people or how other, other husbands are spoiling their wives and she feels that, look, maybe this husband is not enough for me now and her ideas and minds are rolling around looking at something else that is haram, having an affair or getting into an illicit relationship, may Allah protect, I'm not saying she's going to do that. If that's her intention, then she's only cutting her own legs and she's setting herself for failure. Ji, to Allah Ta'ala protect our marriages, stay in the marriage. Alhamdulillah, nobody is perfect and nobody is going to be rich all the time. Nobody is going to be beautiful all the time. Nobody is going to be noble all the time. All that will be taken away as soon as we get old and older in our lives. So appreciate your spouse irrespective of whatever the circumstances are. So may Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. And the dua ended with Allah. Ham sabku ek or nek banai. Allah make us all united. Ji. And Allah nek banadi. Allah make all of us pious. Allah protect our marriages. And give our mothers and sisters sabr. And give our husbands understanding to love us. Ji unconditionally. And the wives love your husband. Love your children. And love Allah the most. Yes, sir, people, Maulana Salim Karim, a powerhouse from a ladysmith. And remember, in his young days, he was an athletics champ. He was also a cricketer and he did everything. And Alhamdulillah, today Allah has blessed him with the amana of being an alim. Maulana, I really enjoyed your answers uh, this evening. More uh, coming through. It looks like we'll have to go to part three, marriage and miscarriage. Maulana, your parting words uh, before I let you go. Love does not cause pain. Shafat Bhai, love does not cause pain. People do. Mm. And how true it is. So learn to love each other for the pleasure of Allah. And when you love Allah and need Rasul the most, Allah will make your love for your spouse and your children even more easier. Allah Ta'ala forgive us, inshallah, and inshallah, we will discuss part three maybe next week, inshallah, Allah Ta'ala willing. And yes, that's it. Jazakallah khaira, Maulana. As long as the questions come in, I think we'll have to add a chapter every week. But Allah bless you for that because you have a knack of attracting these questions. You have a mashallah beautiful evening ahead. We'll talk to you soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jazakallah shafadman. Shukran. Yes, sir, people. And jazakallah khaira for your questions. I'd like to thank Lukalo for brilliant engineering this evening. Keep it locked on to Marcus Sahaba for beautiful programming. And inshallah, till we meet you again, the team and I bid you, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.